listening to SFP Now. Welcome to another exciting episode of SFP Now. We're back. Um, we're back after a, quite a few months away. And also joining me this week, who's also back after um, pretty much almost probably a year and a bit, um, is Raisa. Welcome to the show, Raisa. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. I, I, had to, I, had to, I had to move house. and I'm, I'm in California now instead of uh, Florida, and that was a whole process. So it just took me a while to do, get all sorted out. Yeah, well, you know, at least it didn't take you, um, you know, at least it didn't take you 70 years, which was, <laughs> which is how long it would have taken Janeway to get Voyager home had she not found that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have you back. Um, so, um, basically, for this show, we're just going to discuss a few things that have been going on with, in, in the realm of science fiction, fantasy, television. Um, and I think... The the uh, the one we should start with is the uh, new Doctor Who, the guy with the um, rather strange name that that I, that I that I have no idea how to pronounce because I've not really watched any interviews with him on YouTube yet. But uh, it's, uh, his 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 name is Shuti Gatwa. Shuti Gatwa. And yes, that 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 actually sounds like a really Doctorish name. They should just change the name. It, of the show. it is. It is. Yeah, just change. Change the name of the show to Shooty Gatwa. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Um, he's not even the part I'm really excited about for for um for Russell T Davies special for the special before the launch of the series proper. He's bringing back David Tennant, and even more importantly, we're getting um we're getting Donna and Wilf back. And what's important about that is that. Um, Bernard Cribbins is 93 now, bless his heart. Yeah, I know. And he, yeah. actually, and he, and he came back anyway, despite the, his, despite, you know, the, his, his age and he, the fact that he's not in brilliant health, he's, he's in a wheelchair now and there, there's uh, footage of him, of David Tennant, you know, wheeling him in the chair and stuff. And he's, he looks good, but he's, he's obviously slowed up, but I love the fact that he's come back anyway and anything he can do is going to be awesome. So. Well, you do know that over here in the UK, to uh, people of my age uh, that grew up in the 70s and 80s, um, Bernard Cribbins is an absolute TV legend. Um, because not only did we see him in a lot of the children's corporation films that they made back in the back in the day, um, he was in The Railway Children with Je- Jenny Agata, um, which oh, was wow. a film that made that brought Jenny Agata to fame. Um and he also uh, did a lot of children's television. He used to um, there used to be a show here in England called Jack and Ori, uh, uh-huh. where basically a well-known um, children's television celebrity or even even um, a family entertainer um, would would read the story and do all the voices. And Bernard Cribbins did that a hang of a lot, and he was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, he was so he was so good at performing performing those stories. But you just couldn't take your eyes off him. Um, I think, comparatively speaking, it's probably similar to 
um, in format a little bit to Reading Rainbow because they didn't have a bit in ah. Reading Rainbow where where Nivar Burton would tell would, would would tell a story from a book and, ah. and yeah, well, it was a, it was a yeah. little bit like that, but he was sat in a sat in a drawing room reading a book, and um, ah. you know there wasn't really much going on on the screen other than what the um, actor was doing and the book. And you know, Bernard Cribbins was absolutely brilliant at that, and um, and and um, he was he was in a lot of other kids' films as well that that I grew up watching. Um, so he was an absolute TV legend for people that grew up in the seventies and eighties. And um, I just think it's brilliant that he's back to do Doctor Who. You know, you know, I I I'd take Bernard Cribbins, you know, on, on TV any day. You know. Yeah, he, he was. I was. You know, I, I was one of those uh, classic fans who could take or leave the modern storylines with the family members. But Wilf was one of the few family members that actually meant something to me. And uh, and the story and the storylines that they wrote him for the end of the 10th Doctor's era were absolutely um, heartwarming. And you and you got a, a you got a sense of real depth there with Wilf. And, and he was one of the first times I actually appreciated the fact that the producers wanted to bring in family members and and ha- add that element to the show. So, well, another thing with Bernard Cribbings, you may not know this, but he actually also um, appeared in one of the two. Doctor Who movies that they made with Peter Cushion back in the sixties. Oh, I, I remember that. I, I I rewatched one of them recently. I think I saw him. Yeah. Yeah, he played a policeman. I think. Oh, that's yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think he was in the first one. Um, he was in the first one. I think when when they you know be, you know be, before they did the uh, invasion of twenty one A D one sort of thing. So yeah, um. and. Um, Peter Purvis, who was a, um, he, he was a, um, no, that wasn't, he, he was, he was in the, um, he was in the series, Doctor Who, I was thinking of someone else. <laughs> Never mind. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of like carry on uh, into something else before I put my foot in my mouth um, anymore. So, Shuti Gatwa, the new Doctor. Yes. Yes. I've not seen him in Sex Education because it's not really a show that I watch. On Netflix, so. No, I that's that that's the thing. I I don't watch any of the shows he seems to have been in. So this will be my my introduction. But, also, in addition to that, they're going to be there's going to be another Rose played by um uh, played by a black trans actress. Yeah, I've seen that. I've I've seen that and seen 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 stuff going on that and there's various pictures of her. Um, you know, on on the internet right now, and um, I, I I say yeah, Tell let's me. go for it because I'm like a black actor as a doctor, black trans actress. You know, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, and, and it's um, it's it's about it's about time. Yeah, let's see. Let me get up. Do you know what made me laugh though? Um, what? As soon as a uh, shooty was announced on um, on that Sunday, I think it was, um, because within 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 about an hour or two of it being announced, we actually had a story up on Sci-Fi Pulse. Um, but what made me laugh about it was reading through all the comments and stuff like that, and um, you know it was the same sort of like backlash that Jodie Whittaker got. Oh, it's called Doctor Who, not Doctor Woke. And, you know. And, you know, and I don't, I don't get it because basically the doctor's now a man again. It's what they wanted all along. They wanted a man as a doctor. They've got a man as a doctor, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Her, name, gonna... her, her, her name is Yasmin Finney. All right, Yasmin Finney. So she's no relation yeah. to Albert Finney. but <laughs> No, no. 
And, and I have to say, um, if you didn't know she was trans, you wouldn't know she's trans. It's very good work. She looks like she's always been a girl. Yeah, I think I think sometimes it depends on the um, on 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 the photographer and the lighting situation. Mm. Um, but you know, um, I, I think you're right in this case. Um, from from the photos I've seen, um, majority of the photos anyway, she 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 does actually look like a girl. But there was one where it you know she, I, I'm not going to say she didn't look so good or anything like that. It, it just might it just might have been a really bad photograph. Yeah, it just yeah. not to you know. But it's it's um. I, I don't really, I don't really go out of my way to look for those things anyway. No, I'm just, I'm just kind of, um, I'm just impressed because, um, as with Nicole Maines on on Supergirl as Nia Nall, um, I think, I think it just depends on, I think on age when you transition to, because they're they're both, the one thing they have in common is they're both very young. Mm. So it, it helps. Like I, I think it helps just transition young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it could be, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know much about it. I mean, I've got, um, you know, w- one of my work colleagues is um, is trans, um, and uh, he trans he, he he transitioned the other way. So you know, he went from female to male. So um, yeah, and um, I've got a friend who's also trans who we've known for about uh, twenty five years. So. Um, but I knew I knew them back when they were a man, uh-huh. sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, so it's um, you know I've I've had um, I've had a little bit of a life experience of, of it, and it's kind of strange, but it's not because it's the same person basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it though, especially that, especially that she's playing another Rose. It can't really, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what Russell T. Davies has in, has in store. He's obviously thought about whatever it is he's going to be giving us because he's got a lot to address because the the timeless child arc that Chris Chibnall left us with was well intentioned. I think I think I think what he wanted to do was just eliminate the arbitrary limit on on uh, regenerations and call it a day. But in the process, he—I think he gave us something a little more convoluted than I think he planned on. Well, didn't they already kind of do that with the Doctor anyway? When, when, because yeah, they kind of—they—they—they they, they did that. They did that with Eleven when they transitioned him to Twelve. Yeah, and I, I think I think I think Chris Chibnall just got too clever for his own good, and it's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, Russell T Davies does with that. Um, I, I think the only the, the the only option Russell T Davis has really is uh, unless he unless he's a miracle worker and can somehow write his way out of the um, of of the sort of like timeless child arc and and write it off such you know as such and such thing. But I think the only way he's gonna he's gonna be able to sort of like deal with it properly is just to retcon it. Yeah, that said, I don't think he's going to retcon it simply because Big Finish is going to be launching um, uh, box sets with um, Joe Martin's Fugitive Doctor. They're acknowledging her, and the BBC has mm. let her let the rights to the character go to Big Finish to acknowledge her. Mm. Well, so to honest, I don't. For, for my money, Joe Martin was a bright, the bright spark of the whole thing. Anyway, you know, she she, she basically she, was, she and, basically illustrated how bad Jodie Whittaker's doctor actually was. Yeah. That's, that that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate, and I have to say, if any if any if anyone can retcon 
or or rejigger, you know, problematic storylines. It's big finished. It's what they've been doing for twenty years now. So, mm, a bit longer than that, I think. Um, I think they I think they started up in the nineties. Big finish. So, uh, um, on ninety nine, they started in ninety nine. So, yeah. yeah, because I I I was buying I I bought a few of their CDs at conventions uh, round about sort of like two thousand and two when they were still relatively relatively new company. Um, uh, but so um so is it. Shuti Shuti Gatwa. Shuti Gatwa. Yes. Yeah. And, and that that name's just going to start rolling off my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anyone gives me grief, I'm just going to go Shuti Gatwa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a great name. I like it. it. I like it. It's it a good is. name. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, he's he's got what looks to be a very expressive face, which is what you need to play the doctor. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited to see what he does. Um, yeah, you know, um, and I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch Sex Education to see what he's like because I think if I do, it'll probably uh, it'll probably give me false expectations and I'll start second guessing what he what he's going to do as a doctor based on what I see in that. So yeah, yeah. I'm 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 just uh, I'm just going to go in blind and. Um, and you know, to be honest, um, I think it's all uphill from you know it's all you know it's all uphill from now on. You know, so I could I don't think they can you know mess things up any worse than they've been messed up already. No, I and I I frankly think I'm gonna, I'm going to be brutally honest here. I think the show needs a rest. I think they I think they need to just take a hiatus in general. Um, they're not going to because it's too much of a cash cow at this point, but they need to. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, it was sort of like um, Chibnall's eras kind of felt a little bit like, to me, like the um, like the John Nathan Turner era when we had the yeah. um, when, when we had Colin Baker as the Doctor. Um, yeah, you know, just... from, from the point of view of the stories um, and that, um, it, it's just it's just felt a little bit like that to me. Um, so you know, maybe maybe if they do rest it after Russell T Davis, um, they'll take it out on a high night with Sylvester McCoy's era. Yeah, yeah. you know, may, maybe that's the plan because it can still yeah. it can still be a cash cow. You know, it's it's proven to be a cash cow anyway when when it's not being on the air because of the sales of the books and now Big Finish Audio and and stuff. Oh yeah, like Big that. Finish will keep going anyway, so it doesn't much matter that on yeah. that level. <laughs> You know, I think I think the um, you know I think like you say it needs it needs a break. I mean, the first the first time round it went for pretty much twenty eight years, twenty eight consecutive years without a break. Well, it had one break, um, which which wasn't by choice, but no, you know. And um, this version has been going since two thousand five. Yes, so two thousand five. That's pretty much twelve years without a break. Yeah, you know, so yeah. So by the time Russell T. Davis is finished, assuming he does three seasons, um, which he might, he might not do that many. That'll be that'll be what 40, 15 years without a break, something like that. Yeah, you know. So I I, I do think it. You know, he, he probably he probably does need resting for a while. Wait, maybe so like seventeen or eighteen years for somebody else that grew up with Doctor Who to come back in the same way as Russell T. Davis did and and reimagine it for. For the audience in twenty years' time, yeah, yeah, it's, it's what needs to happen. Mm. Whether or not that is what happens, though, remains to be seen. 
I don't I don't think it will be. I mean, you know, so I mean the whole thing with BBC at the moment is uh this pressure on them by the government, these uh campaigns to get rid of the licensing um that the BBC has because we pay a B- we pay a license to the BBC to to just watch our televisions, you know. It's not just for the BBC, uh-huh. it's for the right to watch television in this country. Uh-huh. <laughs> Irrespective of whether you watch BBC or not. <laughs> um the government's trying to erase that, eradicate that. Uh, well, parts of the government are, and there's big campaigns to try and eradicate it, to try and make the BBC a subscription service like Netflix and the others. And you know, it's um, it's just it's just a really controversial hot potato sort of thing at the, at the moment, and it has been for some time. So I got a feeling that the BBC, because it's uh, Russell T Davis' company, is actually doing. Doing the production of Doctor Who, so it's being done by Bad Wolf, which is owned by Sony, sort of thing. Uh, so it's not actually a BBC production now. While Russell T Davies is doing it, that's interesting. You know, um, whereas yeah. prior to that, it was always a BBC production. But so, um, but the, the, to be honest, a lot of the dramas on BBC are outsourced to other production companies. There's there's very very few uh, things. EastEnders, maybe Casualty. Holby City, which is cancelled, uh, which which are produced by which are produced in house by the BBC, a lot of it's um, ah. a lot of it's outsourced. Um, so is that um, so? Should we move on to Star Trek now? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, space, the final frontier. Um, you know, I've had this uh, I've had this vision in my head for the past sort of like fifty years of a guy walking around, and you know, he's got a frontier where his nose is. <laughs> um, but as you know, we've had um, we've recently had um, Star Trek fatigue. <laughs> I'm joking, um, but we basically recently had Discovery, Picard, and now Strange New Worlds, all pretty much on the bounce from each other. So we started the year with Discovery. Now that series was Which- okay. Was okay. Which you're, which you're going to have to talk about because I've decided to dump Discovery. And in in full disclosure mode, I am going to wait for Strange New Worlds to have dropped its season altogether and then just binge Picard and Strange New Worlds all in one go. Although I, I know enough just from watching clips and paying attention to spoilers for basic conversation. But just, just due to my schedule, um, I'm going to have to just put that off for a while. But what, what, what I have come across, I've watched the first episode of Strange New Worlds online, and I'm very much looking forward to that. That's everything, frankly, if I'm brutally honest, Strange New Worlds, just from what I've seen, is the show I wanted instead of Next Gen in the first place. They just couldn't give it to us 30 years ago. So. Okay, well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drone on about Discovery, which uh, basically the story was a first contact story, which dragged over uh-huh. um, dragged over about 10 episodes. It was okay. Um, you know, I, I still, I'm still finding the, it a bit jarring that Discovery's main characters are Burnham, um, Saru, and, uh, and maybe Stamets will get his beak in every now and again, and, and, and a couple of select characters and the bridge crew. Um, don't really get much character development at all. Um, so I'm, I'm st- my 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 um my tolerance for Discovery is it's it's an o- it's an okay show, but it's still an okay sci-fi show. It's, it doesn't really it it felt a bit more like Star Trek this season with some of the um you know some some of the narrative 
uh, things that were going on. Um, but it doesn't feel like... It feels like it's trying too hard to be a Star Trek show, if you get what uh, I mean. Uh, yeah. Whereas, yeah. comparatively, um, you know, if you watch if you watch the entire season Discovery and then just watch that first episode of um, Strange New World, you know exactly what I mean. I, I can I can tell you exactly what you mean because I've 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 done it. I've I've seen I've seen the first uh, three seasons of Discovery and I watched the premiere of Stranger Worlds and it's. It's 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 a different universe practically, mm. um, and it's it is jarring. It's extremely jarring, and I've I've reached a point where I've decided that I need to just give the show up. I'm not the audience for it, and I need to own up to that and move on. Because um, everything that everything that mattered to me about Discovery has been has been spun off into the strange new worlds, basically. Mm. Well, so. you know, moving off Discovery now onto Picard, um, we I, I felt it was very it was okay. Felt a bit disjointed in parts. Loved the character was, moments. I thought the character moments were brilliant. Um, the character moments are what I'm looking forward to. I I, I mean, I'm I'm going to just say say outright, um, and forgive me if this comes across as a little harsh, but Picard is essentially an art house project for an octogenarian thespian lead and that's okay and if you and if you can see Picard in that light you'll do better watching it um mm. it is it is very much Sir Patrick's show and it should be yeah well, it didn't um, need to be it didn't need to be 10 episodes I'll tell you that much it dragged on I could have told the same story in five episodes um, I thought Q was. I thought thought the, the the new version of Q was interesting. Um, it's the same Q, but uh, basically, um, um, I'm taking you read all the spy on us. Yeah, that's fine. That's ba- fine. Ba- basically, he's dying. And yeah, which I I found found interesting. We can basically um, we can basically lump the Q continuum in with the Norse gods. They die. Mm-hmm. Noted. Um, I, I, from the clips I watched, I found it very interesting that from Q's perspective, the season was basically hospice for him. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it's the time travel plot is a lot easier to take once you come to that realization. That said, from what I can tell, just reading your reviews and watching clips for purposes of this conversation, that it is, again, an art house variation of an otherwise fairly standard Star Trek time travel plot. And I have to say that I'm frankly looking more forward to the final season next year when they get the whole crew back together, um, yeah. including including LeVar Burton, because it'll give, give LeVar Burton a chance to play some of, of Geordi's storyline, hopefully, from the prequel novel. Yeah, post-traumatic Jordy, stress of being the only survivor of one of the only survivors of the Mars attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and... Uh, and he, and LeVar Burton deserves a chance to play that because it's a hell of an arc. It's a hell of an arc. Mm. Mm. And, um, and so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the third season more than I am to the second season. I'm kind of, I'm going to be watching the second season for the character beats and for the sake of completion, but I think I'm going to be more of an audience for this, for the final third season. Okay. Well, be- before we move off Picard, I want to mention a few things, uh, such as, you know, uh, we had Tannin, who was a supervisor um, apparently from the same group that bought us Gary Seven because it was kind of reference sort of thing. 
But then, oh, yes, in the final episode, we find out that the Travellers are, are, are the ones that formed Aegis and Wesker oh, Crusher. Wow. You know, because Wesker Crusher cool. makes the uh, makes a guest guest appearance in the last episode. Cool. And um, and you know he he, he recruits uh, Corey, which kind of uh, you know finishes off her arc sort of thing. She she kind of starts. She she becomes. Um, um, one, one of the, you know, he train he's training her up to be one of the supervisors. So what I'd like to see is based on that, I'd like to see them explore the supervisors more and Aegis and and you know I want to know how Wesley as a traveller um, and how the travellers came to form Aegis. They didn't call it Aegis in the um, in, in 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 the in the episodes. But that's what the com- that's what it was called what, that Gary Seven worked for, you know, back back in the uh, back in the day. So uh-huh. th- therefore, that's what it should be called. So I want to see that story about you know how how that came into be being how how Wesley found out about that and and you know I want to see that because it's all like um, it's basically a little nugget that I planted in the final finale of season two of Picard and it's all like. Um, I think it's a nugget that's got to be scratched because I really think that uh, now is a great time with all that's going on in the world. Now is a brilliant time to have, you know, to actually rethink that whole Gary Seven pilot sort of thing. And and they could probably do it with Will Wheaton. Yeah, they could. You know? They could. And for all we know, they plan to do that farther down the road. Because, I mean, um, I've read, I've read in the inner narratives. So... You know? Who knows? Well, I wanted to bring that up because that was something that that was threaded throughout the uh, the season. I'm I'm still absolutely gutted that we didn't see Gary Seven. I wanted to see Gary Seven as some old codger guy with 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 ISIS a cat sort of thing. Yes, uh, make make an no, appearance. No, I, you know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 Tannin to just go, oh, shut up, your old coot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, um, but I, I just wanted to see that as a because uh, I just think you know it's a huge disservice not not to not to even you know ha- have have Gary Seven show up or even sort of like um, um, have a little bit more uh, insight put out into into who he was. Yeah, so I yeah. Think within that episode, especially if you're using the supervisors and you and you're borrowing from that. Um, hopefully, it gets addressed later on down the line, as you say. Um, but I just want to bring that up because it's all like it's um, because assignment Earth it's just tantalizing. Happened. Yeah, it's tantalizing, tantalizing, and assignment Earth happens to be my, my, my one of my favorite episodes of the original series. What yeah. I what I love about assignment Earth is that it was supposed to be a backdoor pilot, mm. <laughs> and, and didn't get and then didn't get piloted. Yeah, so. it, it was a backdoor pilot, but the door slammed before it got managed to get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think when I sign up for um, when I when I sign up for um, Paramount Plus for the month to watch to watch Stranger Worlds and Picard, I'm gonna while I'm there, I'm gonna rewatch Assignment Earth um, as as part of that, um, just so I'm in that mindset because mm-hmm. they've got all the series on there, so I can watch the classic one too. Yeah, it's really weird actually here because we're going to get Paramount Plus starting next month here in the UK. Um, now, what what's bugged me about is that I don't know why I don't know why they held off to June. I could have done it this month and could have used it as a they could have used Star Trek Strange New Worlds as a means to launch 
Paramount Plus in the UK, but no. They could have. They could have. Missed they opportunity. Missed opportunity. They, they, I think they're underestimating yeah. how many Star Trek fans there are in the UK because there are a hang of a lot of us. Um, uh. So now, finally, the thing that you really, really want to talk about, Strange New Worlds. Yes. Now, keep in mind, I, um, I've read your reviews so far, but, and I've watched because they put it on as, as a freebie on YouTube to entice subscribers. I've watched the, the premiere. Oh, my God. This is, I can just tell from the premiere that this is the, this is the Star Trek show I've been waiting for the whole time. Literally the whole time. Um, they, they just didn't know how to give it to us decades ago. That they had, you know, we had to wait this long for them to figure out what it would even look like. Um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And I loved, I loved meeting um, um, Admiral April. I loved the, the nod to Starship Archer. I loved the new version of Nurse Chapel. She's going to be awesome. Um, mm, every, everything. Nguyen yeah. Singh. Yes. Yes. You know, that's that's actually an interesting character. Um uh, because um again if you go back to Picard, there's a file that um Adam Sung pulls out of his desk, um and it said the Khan project. Uh, so okay. is Lan Nunian Singh um the result of that or if she spun off from the original eugenics wars of the nineteen nineties? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting finding out. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. finding out. And um, in terms in terms of uh, Pike's arc in the first ep- in the first episode, the realizations he comes to are incredible. Yeah, I think I think what they've got to do now, though, is uh, the, I think need to uh, pull a little bit away from referencing that sort of thing. Because I think if they carry on referencing it, it's just going to slow down the narrative plots and 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 stuff like that. Oh, I think I think they I think they are I think they know that um, I think they know that. Well, I like so the characters. I, um, I, I'm like yourself. I love the new version of Chapel, um, but I, you know, and I can kind of imagine, I can kind of imagine Majel Roddenberry's version of Chapel being like that when she was younger. Yes, a little yes. bit, you know, because yeah. you know. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't have been able to play like that back in the sixties because you know, you know, television viewers and whatnot were so much more conservative than they are now. Because um, so much, you know, so much progress and you know has been made in in a sense. Um, but I, I could imagine the 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 original Nurse Chapel being like that young, you know, being like that when she was younger. Yes. Yes. And I, I love the ship's doctor. He's going to be awesome. I, I, I love the, the, the Kenyan accent. I just think yes. that's brilliant. You know, um, we, we, need more, we need more Kenyan accents on, on television, I think. So I think it's a yes. wonderful accent. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. It is. But just everything, everything about it is delightful. I, I loved um, meeting to bring mm-hmm. their version of to bring and and seeing the prequel for what will be a mock time it's it's it is a little weird knowing how that's going to play out but it's yeah it is it's, but it's also fascinating finding out you know because this is basically them giving us the events that lead up to a mock time you know the, yes. the, 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 the deterioration if you like of, of spock and t prings relationship um yeah 
yeah. I see follows his career in Starfleet, you know, she's 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 left to her own devices, you know, and therefore, you know, probably very lonely yeah. because of that. Yeah. Um and although um, you know, how how do you express loneliness if you're Vulcan, you've been been taught to repress your emotions, you you know. No, it, it, it plays out the only way it can, but it's it's interesting that they've actually put in the effort to, to try and re- reverse engineer that, because it's not a minor thing. It is not. not. It's, a, it's quite an important thing in, 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 in the scheme of things, in the scheme of it introduces the Vulcan culture, it introduces Spock's people um, in the original series. Um, the one mind niggle is, um, I think Ethan Peck is really, really good. You know, he's he's very good. He's, he's really, very good. He's really really good. But I I think um, and Robin said this. I've been speaking to Robin uh, Brownfield. Um, you know, and she's been doing our, our Marvel reviews for us for the last uh, last month or so. Um, yeah. And and Robin said, you know, Robin sort of says this, and I kind of agree with it. They're, they're not quite getting Spock right. Um, but I think by the same token. Um, when when we meet Spock in the cage, he's not the Spock that we meet in 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 the original Star Trek series, isn't he? No, he's not. You know, I think I think there are two things going on. One one is that he's not the same Spock in the in the by the time he gets to the main series. But the the other thing is that, is that they're trying to translate sixties um, narrative from the original series into the modern era, mm. and that's not and that's not always going to translate. No matter how well intentioned everyone is, because so I think some of that's what's going on as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, the um, you know the evolution of Spark, you know, the, the growth we've seen in, in, in his character when Nimoy was playing it, you know, throughout this, you know, the sixties and then then the animated series and then then the films sort of thing, yeah, and and subsequent appearances on 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 the TNG and 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 uh, and and of course the Kelvin films. Kelvin timeline films, which um, I, I just wish people would just forget about. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, you know, he, he, you know, he had he had quite 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 a good character arc, and um, you know, and 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 I think the difficulty is um, when you're an actor, you come in into play play thing, you, you know, if you play Robin Hood, everyone's going to be comparing with the last actor that played Robin Hood, and it's the same sort of yeah. thing. And and it's like you know, and I, I think an actor needs to be able to bring something of them of themselves to the role while also being respectful of of what came before and trying to incorporate that as well. And and I think that's something that Ethan Peck's been you know been quite successful at. Um, I just I just think it's made you know it, it's the writing um, that that's that that's maybe maybe the thing that needs a bit of tweaking. Yeah, yeah. Although, like I said, as a as as a premiere episode, premiere episode was solid. It was, and, um, and you can tell from you can tell from the premiere episode that the, the writers have actually thought this through. There's there's some stuff that needs some hammering out, but they've obviously thought this through. The second episode was wonderful. I loved the second episode. Um, it's basically um, Aurora's in this, and she's she's a cadet, mm-hmm. and and she she's um, they basically um, sent her on her first away mission. And um, it's to it's on board a meteor which has a life form of some sort living on this meteor, and this meteor is kind of like regarded as a god by the saying in race uh. called the shepherds. 
uh, because they ah. witnessed it bring life to planets, sort of thing. And um, the the cool thing is, uh, there's this whole sequence of events where Aurora's singing a song, and and um, the meteor starts resonating and singing and singing the same tune back to her. And and it's this whole back and forth between you know sort of linguistics and music, and and Aww. and the resonance of sound. It was just brilliant. It was just a brilliant bit bit of storytelling, and um, you know, bringing way to incorporate science and and some music theory in in, in into into the episode. And I just loved it. Um, I, that actually felt like a proper Star Trek episode to me because you got a bit of you was entertained, you was amused, but you was also educated as well. Cool. Yeah, you know. that'll be that'll be that'll be good. That'll and, be good. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, I, I love the episode, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in in, in this week's episode. Um, or by the time this brought this is this comes out, it'll be last week's episode, uh, which is called Amok Now, which is I think it's a prequel to uh, to Amok Time. Ah. I, I'm not sure if that's the third episode or if that's the fourth episode. Uh, you know, I'm just say, saying this from memory because. Uh, I read a few of the episode descriptions on IMDb a few weeks. Cause I, you know, like yourself, I was really excited for this show before before it even yes. aired because I, I just loved yes. what Anson Mount did with Pike in in Discovery. You know, and I really love Spock um, and 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 that sort of thing. And I have referenced the events in Discovery in the episode, but not not major, not in a major way. Yeah, 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 and I. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they go forward because this is um, I'm I'm watching I I've given up on Discovery I'm watching Picard out of next gen brand loyalty and loyalty to the actors and because the performances are so awesome because they are um, but Strange New Worlds is the show that I that I've actually been waiting for and I was waiting for this show before I knew I was waiting for this show. That's how long I've been waiting mm. for this show. Yeah, you said before so, that you've been waiting for it since the next generation. That you thought this is the show that next generation should have been. Um, this is the show. This is the show that next gen should have been. Frankly, yeah. um, they just they, they didn't know how to do it. I'm, I'm not sure about that because I thought the next generation was really really good and it was its own ne- thing. Next gen, next gen became good. Um, but this is the show um, that that showed them good out of the gate. Next Gen mm. had to grow into itself. I get the feeling that Strange New Worlds is going to be doing significantly less growing into itself. Yeah, but you got you you got 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 to give it something. Uh, Next Gen didn't have an Eden, yeah, because uh, the the yeah. advantage that Strange New Worlds has had is it was kind of conceived of. Uh, during the second season discovery and next gen didn't That's have true. that so so basically you could actually call that that season of discovery the first season of um of strange new worlds because in comparison to the first episode of strange new worlds that season is kind of crappy yeah <laughs> you know? so, it is you know whereas you know the first season of next gen was um I wouldn't say it's crappy. It had its moments. Um, there were pieces of it, pieces of it were, that were excellent. Um, mm-hmm. The introduction of Q, I will say this about Q. Um, I kind of appreciate the fact that they were killing him off because one of the problems that they had with Q, there was a, there was a tension between the humanist drive of Star Trek 
and a character that was functionally a god. Mm-hmm. And I have really appreciated the fact that before Q went in the scene that I saw, he said, even gods have their favorites and you're one of mine. And I really appreciated the fact that Q finally just said it. He is a god. And because that's the thing, gods in these universes, if you're going to have gods exist, gods are going to exist regardless of the more humanist viewpoints that don't always allow for gods. Gods don't care. And I thought it was was finally just very honest of the Star Trek writers to have Q just reference himself as a god before he went out. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it needed to happen. It needed to happen. And, And they were... They, the writers always struck me as scared of their own narrative choices when it came to him. I think the problem, and they should never have, and they should never have been. I think you kind of became problematic though when they took him away from Picard when when he became a nuisance to Kate, Catherine Janeway in Voyager, and uh, you know we had that one one DS Nine episode where where Cisco punches him out. Um, yeah, I think the, the the situation with Janeway was just because of John Delancey's uh, friendship with Kate Mulgrew. Um, in terms of the in terms of Deep Space Nine, I agree. Um, it 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 ceased to be quite as functional as it had been. Um, Picard was Q's human credential, hmm. whether he wanted to be or not. Well, the, ir- the irony of that episode is um, the one thing Picard's always struggled with um, throughout TNG, and it stems back to um, why he didn't want children on the bridge and, and this and that. Um, he's, you know, trouble with committing to relationships. Um, you know, it was the fact that he couldn't find it within himself to, to, to be loved and accepted by others um, because he was so busy sort of like um, helping others. Uh, being often accepted by others sort of thing that that he didn't really think take time and uh and 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 give him give himself a place you know give himself give himself a seat at the table which is basically what he's what the whole arc with him and q is because q's trying to q's sort of like grabbing hold of picard literally by the scruff of the neck in a sense and saying look you're human you can be loved you know yeah. And, then, and that, that's basically what the uh, what what the whole arc's about, um, you know, because he, and and it it's it's pretty you know pretty obvious. Got you know when when you see the first episode, you 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 see what it's about. You know, there's there's uh, a certain degree of trauma um, surrounding Picard and what happened to his mother, and 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 this and that, and and you see it play out. And it's actually it's actually a really good story, and it's really clever and. And well, well written the way the way it's played out. But the trouble is, it's just so much padding in it. You know, we got we got a Borg story which changes the uh, ch- changes. You know what the Borg are? I I saw bits of that on YouTube. I I'm going to enjoy that. Um, um, I I I kind of I found it interesting that by the end of season two, the the new characters, the Picard characters from La Serena. Um, are weeded out so that by the time we get to three, it's just going to be mostly um, Picard and the next gen crew for the final season, which I really appreciated. I got a feeling Raffi will be around for the final season, and maybe seven mm. or nine, because seven or yeah. nine's actually um, she's kind of like an original Star Trek character. So, that's true. That's true. Um, so I think think they might still feature, but maybe not. Maybe not uh, so much in the foreground. 
Um, but moving off of Star Trek now, um, after, after having praised Strange New Worlds, I just can't wait a first day to see it new well. Um, now, now I'm going on to shows that have been uh, renewed and cancelled. Um, found out that uh, Nancy Drew has been renewed. Uh, Nancy Drew, the, the two CW shows that actually still matter to me. Um, with um, un- Unfortunately, Legends of Tomorrow was cancelled on a cliffhanger. I could live with the fact that it was cancelled because it was obviously coming to the end. It was the fact that it was cancelled on a cliffhanger that pisses me off. Yeah. Uh, um, both important, Nancy Drew and Kung Fu have both been renewed. Yeah, and, and we're getting um, Tom Swift in a few weeks' Nancy, time. Nancy Drew and Kung Fu are great. Mm. Anyway, yeah, we'll say Nancy Drew, um, Kung Fu, we're in good shows. We've also got Tom Swift coming up in a couple of weeks' time. We might not even have a, have this show out by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like Tom Swift concepts. I'd, I'd never really read or heard of much about Tom Swift, to be honest. Neither have I. Neither have I. Uh, um, prior to him being introduced in Nancy Drew, but he's a character in himself. He's all like he's, you know, uh-huh. um, but then technologist. So that that's going to be interesting to see what to do with that. Um, Batwoman's been cancelled. Yeah, I I gave up on that one. So yeah, I got about three episodes into season two and thought this is it. I've had enough. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, what what else has been cancelled? There's quite a few shows that have, that have been been given the chop. Uh, basically, a bloodbath on CW because the network's about to go belly up, as we currently understood it. Um, let's see. They renewed the Flash, now, unfortunately. They renewed renewed what? The Flash. Yeah, yeah, that one needs to go, and they're they're dragging it out. So. Yeah. So. Bloodbath on CW. I'm trying to think of what else we we've been watching um, because. Uh, um, oh, Westworld! Westworld's coming back. They had a um, they had a uh, uh, a trailer for it. Yeah, they've got to finish that one off anyway. Um, yeah, they do. And I think I think this will probably be the last season. Um, it's it's got to be the last season because logically, where the where the previous series left off, um, more or less, song that drives it in that direction. Um, but yeah, this 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 stuff. I mean, I think Superman and Lois is back for another year. Yeah, that one that one is safe. Um, because it was a um, it was an HBO Max co-production mm. from the get-go, along with Stargirl. So the Stargirl's also safe. Um, I won't be watching either of them. Um, I, I, I decided to give up on Stargirl because I just realized that they weren't focusing on the storylines that actually meant something to me. And uh, so, because even though it's, I just wasn't interested in the in the younger generation and the coming of age storylines. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to give Stargirl. Um, I'm going to watch the third season of it. I think because um, you know it, it it could get better. It could develop from you know from there and in. Um, but to be honest, out of the HBO Max shows, my my favourites are actually the Titans and um, and and um, Doom Patrol. Mm. Neither are... neither of which are my cup of. So I've I've reached a point where if I'm not the audience for a show, I just don't bother. Because mm-hmm. life is too short, and there just aren't enough hours in the day. There just aren't. Yeah, that, that's precisely why I stopped reviewing reviewing the Flash on Sci-Fi Pulse. It was it was basically it was becoming a chore. Yeah. And uh, when when it when it becomes a chore, it's no longer fun. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, this um this that I mean this 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 um this loads of loads of shows coming up. I mean I think we've got we've got a few on our, on the horizon from, from, from other networks. You know if that Fantasy Island's been renewed or not? Or is it is it gone? It it has been. It has been. Um it was gonna be it was gonna be aired in in the summer, but they moved it to the fall. They had a bit of a snafu. I I didn't read the article very closely. I watched season one, wasn't impressed. I won't be back for season two. Mm. So. Yeah, I I thought season one was okay. Um, I thought it was better than than the uh, Malcolm McDowell version. I actually liked the Malcolm McDowell version better, but you know, I hated you know, the Malcolm McDowell version. Um, you know, but it's no nowhere near as fun as the um, original version. Mm, no, um, no, and neither neither show even touches Ricardo Montalban as Rourke. He, that yeah. was that was lightning in a bottle. That performance. So, you know, you know, so like, um, well, well, that particular actor, Ricardo Montalban, he, he could play, he could play both light and dark really well. I mean, so like, he could. Um, and, I, and I love the fact that Rourke gave him a chance to do both simultaneously often, and mm-hmm. uh, and and he and he balanced the two wonderfully. And the the problem with the subsequent remakes, both of them, is that. Um, as as accomplished as Malcolm McDowell is, he didn't quite have um, Montalban's capacity to play both light and dark almost simultaneously. He could do light or dark extremely well, but not both. And um, and this new version, I don't even know how to classify this latest version. I frankly just don't. Um, it's actually a spin-off from the original version because it's a photograph of... Um of Rourke. Of, of Rourke, yeah. You know, wow. so that's that's kind of what's kept me kept me invested. Really, um, it is that, um, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another season and um, see how it goes. Because to be honest, um, if it if it weren't for all the superhero shows, there wouldn't be really any sci- anything much in sci-fi on because. Everything else, such as um, everything else, is kind of seems to be a clone of Lost. Mm. Um, yeah, I've noticed that too. Which is fine, unless you're somebody like me who didn't, in, who is not into the idea of Lost, and so just didn't bother. I, I enjoyed Lost until the last episode, and then once seeing the last episode, it's just a bit of disappointment. Um, uh-huh. But but the thing is, um, every, everything that's been made since the trying the trying to song I like, capture the same, and they're just not meant to do it. I mean, song like um, it's kind of like make it's kind of like trying to remake Star Trek: The Next Generation now with a new set of actors. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so you know because we got um, what was the name that there's, there's a show I think it's called Passengers or something. Is that an NBC one? Passengers. Uh, it's ringing a vague bell. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that 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 that's how much we're invested in these shows, Risa. As in, they're ringing a vague bell, and we can barely remember what they're called. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing you were, you said what, that you wanted to talk about renewals and cancellations, and I'm like, I didn't even know most of the shows that have been cancelled were even on in the first mm. place. But of course, there is that there is that one show that's uh, been renewed, and um, the key, you know, I thought we had a start date for it in at some point in August. It was coming back, but it hasn't. Um, what is it called now? Um, something Treasure. The oh, uh, um, uh, Blood and Treasure. Blood and Treasure. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that one too. It's, it's filmed. They managed to film it either before COVID or, or just as COVID hit. They got it in the can. They just haven't figured out when it's going to air. Yeah, it was yeah. meant. It was meant to premiere last summer, <laughs> but they keep holding it off. Um, and um, I think I read somewhere that it was coming back in in, in uh, June. Another show I'm looking forward to is uh, the second season of Warrior Nun uh, on, yeah. um, on on Netflix. I thought that was actually really good. Um, once you got past the uh, first maybe three episodes, it was painfully slow. The first three episodes, but once it got going, it was really it was really really interesting show and a premise. And season one wow. didn't half leave us off with a cliffhanger, you know, to to, to end them all. So I'm looking forward to the second season of that. Um, and that that's the only other Netflix show on my list, really, because um, you know there's that and Stranger Things and all the other shows that I kind of watch are, are things that are on. Um, Prime, you know, like uh, the boys. I, I basically I'm watching a lot of Disney Plus stuff now. I'm, I've discovered that I I really like the 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 National Geographic section on Disney Plus as many as much as the other as any of the other sections. I'm having a lot of fun with Disney Plus. It's value for money. Yeah, I I, I, def, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I, I've been I've been re I've been watching uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Cosmos. Um, it's not. Yes, it's not, that was awesome. That was incredible. It's yes. not the 2014 one that he did. It's a new one that he's done. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've recently. seen them both. Yeah, um, and it's. Yeah. But yeah, I, they need to. They need to get all of those on Disney Plus. So that that's something I'd I'd love to rewatch. Is the is the original run of that? Um, so I've been watching that. Um, and like yourself, we'll watch some of the National Ge- Geographic stuff. But I've also watched some of the. Uh, some of the dramas. I mean, I like that. I like that one about the basketball coach and that that that's uh, disgraced and ends up coaching at a, at a, at a, at a girl school, a private girl mm. school. That's quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. Um, yeah, I I, I rewatched um, Disney Plus has James Mason in um, Disney's. Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. His yeah. Nemo, despite the fact that it's massively whitewashed, is still primo. Yeah, He's you, incredible as You've Nemo. also got Journey to the Center of the Earth on there. I, I watched it as a double feature. It's like, oh my God, this is awesome. This, this, this was one of the reasons I knew that... Um, this is one of the reasons I knew that uh, Disney Plus was was a keeper, despite whatever else I was watching and whatever else I watched it. I, I was never going to be let down by Disney Plus. Um so. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a few things on Disney Plus that I've not watched yet. I've not watched the new West Side Story yet. Um, it's solid. It's solid. Um, but how you react to that is, I think, is is dependent on on your degree of fandom for West Side Story in general. Hmm. Well, um, I I I only really have really really vague memories of the original fifties version. That you know because it's. It's it's aired on television here in the UK loads and loads of times. It's just never aired at times where I've been able to sit through and watch it as an adult. Um, so I've only really seen it as a child. And when I seen it as a child, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was when when I was a kid. I just found it boring. Um, but you know, these um the the um. They've got more Murder on the Orient Express on Disney Plus now, and they've got that other one, that other Agatha Christie one. I've not seen them yet. Um, uh-huh. I mean, of course, I've been watching the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff. Um, I'm down for I'm down for all of that stuff. 
Well, yeah, I, I watched. I, I I got through Rebels, um, um, Star Wars Rebels. I'm very glad I did. I'd missed it the first time around, but it's having watched it now. I'm I'm prepared for all the things. So yeah, yeah. the next one you need to watch is Star Wars: A Bad Batch. <laughs> that one I've seen. That one yeah. I've seen. I watched. In fact, that was my first. That was my first um, Star Wars animated show. I hadn't watched them, any of the animated shows prior to Bad Batch. Mm. So I'm looking forward to season two. And we've got Obi-Wan coming on the uh, 27th, I think, of this month. Yes, um, yes. In fact, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan launches the same day as uh, Stranger Things launches on, on Netflix. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's just as well Dominic's reviewing Obi-Wan. Because that means I can just yeah. focus on Stranger Things. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he put in he put in a request months ago to review Obi Wan, and I said, "Yeah, sure, go for it." I'm not really um, a huge fan of Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi anyway, so uh, you know, I'm quite happy to pass that one on. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'll be watching it uh, for the sake of continuity of Star Wars and um, and see what to do with the uh, Inquisitors and and stuff like that, and see see how it pans out. Um, I desperately, I desperately want them to translate the Inquisitors the, the way that they did for the animated series, and have their have them use their lightsabers as helicopters. I want to see that so badly. <laughs> yeah, that that, that that's so sort of such the cool thing about the animated series. Of what was that? I mean, have you watched all the Clone Wars animated series as well? Or? No, I've, I've skipped that. I've only, like I said, I've only got so much time. And um, and my brother, who has watched Clone Wars, basically told me that relative to Rebels, it was basically unwatchable. So yeah, um, if anything, you know, what I'd say to that is uh, yeah, I'd say the first couple of seasons. For sure, um, I, I had difficult with. Um, you know, I'd stopped watching after about season two when it originally came out. Um, but the last season that I did of, um, of Clone Wars, um, if you want um, to know a little bit more about Order 66 and events that transpired between it that happened to um, um, to, 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 um, to, to the characters, uh, specifically um, the, I, I can't remember the name now off the top of my head, uh, the character that Rosario Dawson's playing, um, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tanu, Ahsoka. specifically what happened to Ahsoka Tanu, um, it's probably worth you watching the final season of um, Clone Wars. I, it, I may do that. I may do that. It does, then. It, does, just... it does tie in with the last, last of the films really nicely and cleverly. Mm. You know? Okay. Um, but you could probably skip the rest of it. Um, I mean, there's, there's some things that happened to Ahsoka Tanu in, in, in the, uh, you know, I think around about season three, four, uh, where she needs the Jedi Order. Uh-huh. Um, and um, so basically where it's picked up in the um, in the final season, she's no longer a member of the Jedi Order. She's left. Um, she's still 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 on, on, on friendly terms with, um, with, with Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, but she's, for all intents and purposes, she's left the Jedi Order and gone her own way. Um, so, so that's all you kind of need to know. Um, for, 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 you know, if you're gonna you're gonna give give the last series a while as well. Um, but I will will say this: it is worth it because uh, thematically it ties in really nicely with with Revenge of the Sith. If anything, if you watch that and then watch Revenge of the Sith, it makes the whole experience better. I never thought I'd say uh, that because I I'm not really a fan of the prequel movies. No, I'm not either. So, 
that's that's what I will say. But but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Disney Plus. Uh, although I'm hoping that this new version that they're doing with adverts, they're going to lower the price and and do that at a lower price they too. Plan, they plan to. I I sent you an article about that. I I tweeted I sent, tweeted you an article about that. They plan to lower the price. Um, um, even even those who have the ad tier, those with a child's account, when they have the ad tier, that the child's account will not have ads because they don't want to. They don't want to give the kids ads. Um, the ads will not include anything for alcohol or politics. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's just and, as well. Yeah, it's just as well because we don't really want uh, to encourage our kids to drink alcohol or get into politics because uh, that's where <laughs> all the trouble starts. <laughs> yeah. That's where the trouble starts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you. I do think Disney Plus is amazing value um, for money. Um, and it's value for money that I'm not getting anymore with Netflix. Um, cause the only no, show... uh, Disney, as far as I'm concerned, Disney Plus won streaming. They won streaming. Mm. They, you know, they're, they're, they're winning streaming, I think, because I've got a feeling with the price rise of Netflix in this country, in England, and and also it's happened in the States before it came here, um, I think that's just going to lose them millions and millions of customers, um, especially now that we've got a cost of living crisis here in the UK, uh, where our energy bills have gone up by 52%. Mm, same here. Mm. We've got the same problem. You know, It's not nice. And we've got, we've got a government in place that's not doing anything to offset it, not doing anything to help those that, that cannot pay sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I've got a feeling, you know, people will be finding ways to trim the fat. And the first thing they're going to look to is Netflix yeah. and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Because really, you don't need that many streamers. No, no. And I'm basically my my model is Disney Plus year. Uh, what, what was that then? Your, your model is? So, I, my model is Disney Plus year round and then I hopscotch the others. It's the only thing I can afford. I can't can't pay for it otherwise. Yeah, so I, I think I'm I think I'm probably going to start doing the same. I think the the only one I will keep on other than Disney Plus is Amazon Prime. Um, uh, Apple TV I'm probably going to uh, axe because there's only really one show on Apple TV that I like, and that's um, for all mankind, uh, which is basically a space drama. It's basically a what if uh, Russia were the first to go to the moon and. Uh, Everything spins out from that, and it gives you a very different version of events. With uh, you know, uh-huh. Russia sending the first woman to space in the in the sixties, and then the Americans sending the first woman to you know, first woman to space in the early seventies. Um, uh-huh. You know, and they've even got it down. You know, they've even got it down to the uh, the character that, that that they have go to the go to go to the moon as the first woman in space, um, first American woman in space. Um, she even has the same name as the uh, woman that headed up the um, the campaign to send women to space back in the sixties. Um, not not the same first name, but the same surname. They're given the same surname in the series. Um, That's cool. So, and she's played by uh, Sonia Welga, who who who, who um, might remember for, for Hang Under Three. She played a love interest in Hang Under Three. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a few things. Um, but For All Mankind's actually a pretty interesting show. You know, they've only done two seasons of it. I'm, I'm waiting for season three. And that's the only thing that I'm going to be watching, you know, watching Apple for. Because um, there's not really much on there that, that, 
that gets me no. gets me interest sort of thing. And um, the only reason I have Apple is because I got six months of it free, you know, with my PlayStation mm. 5. So, <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, anyway, um, are there any shows you're looking forward to? I'm, I'm looking forward to... Um, I'm looking forward to um, oh, season two of What If. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to season two of Loki. I'm looking forward to um, the next season of uh, Westworld because that that show kind of surprised me. I didn't think I would come to enjoy it as much as I did, but I did. I'm I'm looking forward to how they're going to close that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm there are very few shows I'm actually looking forward to um, anymore because I, I just I've come to the realization that a lot of the shows I was watching, for better or worse were shows that I wasn't actually the target audience for, but I was watching them just because they were there. Yeah, and there's also that and, thing that those superhero shows as well. So there's that part yeah. of you that, you know, wants a superhero show from, you know, because we didn't have it when we were kids, really. Yeah. Um, you kind of want to, want to watch it and live it vicariously through that. But unfortunately, with the CW doing them, they're kind of like teen dramas. Yeah, no, it's a, it wasn't it wasn't until the Marvel shows on Disney Plus that you actually got a sense of how they could be done. And I'll, and I'll tell you, I get the sense that the MCU fandom is now generally divided into two camps. The folks who regard the streaming shows as interludes between the movies and the folks who regard the movies as interludes between the streaming shows. I'm the latter. I'm, I actually... Um, I'm enjoying the shows more than the films. I'm neither. I just enjoy both. Mm. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I just enjoy both because of the fact that they're actually there, they're available now, you know, we can see them. Whereas, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we, you know, we couldn't even have dreamed of this, what we're getting now. That's true. It's you know? true. So um, I, 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 I kind of like both. Um, I do have my favourites, and my favourites um, are not necessarily what other people regard as favourites. Like, um, you know, for example, I prefer Doctor Strange over Spider-Man. I do too, and, and when I watched um, when I watched <coughs> on the Way Home, I was watching it as a Doctor Strange movie, not a Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I prefer, uh, I prefer Ant-Man over, over Iron Man. Same. You know, Same. Um, you know, I I, I kind of like the the lesser the lesser known lesser loved Marvel characters over the over the song like uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Iron Man, and and uh, and, and the Avengers. Moon, Moon, Moon Knight was spectacular. Moon Knight I was really it. good, um, and Moon Knight Moon, Moon Knight also um, you know did an exceptional job of um, of of. Of, of of portraying um, a mental health condition and yes. you know bring, bringing some light onto into onto the sort of things that that you go through when when you got this dissociative um, when you got that sort of disorder yes. or condition yes. sort of thing um, you know it's um, you know as some as someone as an individual that's on the autism spe- spectrum uh, that's struggled with, with with mental health over the years. Um, I really appreciated that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I thought of you as I watched it because I was like, I, I wonder what Ian's thinking because this is this is this is a pretty pretty cool pretty cool. Yeah. And I 
and apart from the and apart from the mental illness allegory, I also really like the fact that the Egyptian gods were so unapologetically the Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact yeah. that you've you've got you've got Taro at the 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 hippopotamus goddess just wandering through, you know, <laughs> and that's just how it is. And um, do you know what's really funny I, though? I've actually met women that are like that. <laughs> And the fact that they actually got F. Murray Abraham, of all people, to voice Conchu for them is massive. Oh, that was genius. You know, um, I, you know, I remember watching some F. Murray Abraham. So there's a film that he did in the 90s, which um, I don't think it did particularly well. But it was him and Eric Roberts, and it was called By the Sword. Mm-hmm. And um, it was basically sort of like a, a revenge thing. Uh, F. Murray Abrams' character uh, falls in love with this woman. His apprentice um, also falls in love with the same woman, and um, and and um, you know it. You know they they kind of settle it by the sword. Ah, sort of thing. It, it's kind of like a love triangle, revenge thing, uh, whatever sort of thing but with 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 uh with fencing uh oh, I'm gonna have to check that out see if i can um, find it <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even sure if i'm i'm not even sure if i got the plot right because it's so long since i've seen it but it was a uh, uh-huh. it, was, it was basically um uh, it got released in the cinema didn't do very well and pretty much went straight to video uh-huh. you know as, as a lot of eric roberts films is did unfortunately um <laughs> there's also another one that he did called ambulance <laughs> Not not the ambulance that Michael Bay's done, but there's a there was a Eric Roberts um, film called Ambulance where he was running away from an ambulance that was stalking him. <laughs> oh something. dear! It was a um, that that was really you know that was a straight to video one as well. <laughs> he just hasn't had the same luck as his sister, I guess. Um, yeah, and, and it's not it's not it's not not uh, nothing to do with the fact that he lacks talent. I just think. Um, He's just looked out on film projects. He's, you know, he's been involved with over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so wrapping that up, uh, you're looking forward to, um, you know, uh, the return of all these shows. What if? I mean, I like what if. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to more strange new worlds. You know. Yes. Yes. You know, we we already know that we're going to see Captain Kirk in season two. And we've already seen his older brother in two episodes. Yes. So. Um, yeah, that was wonderful. You know, um, is George Kirk dead in this universe? I mean, we've seen Admiral April, um, you know, which is, which is interesting because he was the first captain of the Enterprise in 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 the continuity of of, yes. of Rodden, Roddenberry sort of thing. Only in the animated series, he was a white guy. But you know, uh-huh. the animated series it kind of has a peculiar place in canon. So we you don't you know. We don't actually yeah. know whether he was a white guy or not. He could, you know, it could have been, you know, from from anywhere. It could have been an alien. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm I'm just glad that we see we we see we're seeing a character of Robert April on the screen. I'm hoping we get to see more of him and his character becomes more fleshed out over time because that that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but on that, um, I think it's time for us to bowl. You go. See what I did oh. there. See what I did there. <laughs> anyway, with that, thanks. Bowl go. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we're we're going to boldly go uh, where pretty much every podcast has been before. <laughs> so uh, we, we we'll be back at you. Um, we'll be back at you hopefully next month. Um, I'm I'm actually working on 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 a few on on a few interviews. That I'm hoping to song like bring bring on over the next month or two. So 
we'll try and alternate and, and do one a month um, and get back on track with that again. Um, Reese, it's been great having you back. Oh, thank you. You know, and um, and looking forward to you know doing another one of these with you in next month. So um, anyway, um, but that's all from us. So thanks a lot, and we'll be back at you um, next month. Yeah.